Father, thank you. Thank you so much for this, uh, this new day, for your new promises, your, your, your compassion, your new mercies to us uh, this morning. Thank you for um, this time to, to sit in your word and to listen to you, our Father, to, to, to hear you uh, in your word, talk to our hearts and, and equip and empower us for the day ahead. And so would you do that now, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I hope that you had a happy Easter. And as we're coming off the tales of Easter, I just wanted to share a devotion that encouraged me personally. Greg Duvall shared with our staff several weeks ago in devotions, and I wanted you to be able to hear it. Greg serves as the educational and discipleship manager for Operation Heal Our Patriots. And Greg both encourages and challenges us to embrace the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And so coming off Easter, we thought it'd be a great time to give practical application to live and walk in the manner that we have been called. Well, start off somewhat of a confession. Over the past few weeks, um, with with the pace of work picking up and, and the kind of the pandemic challenges at home and, and all, I've kind of sensed a heaviness in, in my, my heart, my mind. And um, as I look at it, I think, I think my mind, with all the to-dos going on, my mind began to focus on the tasks and, and not the why of, 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 of what I'm doing. And, and so I, I believe the Lord led me to this conclusion that I needed to, I need to remind myself more often of the why why am I doing what am I what I'm I'm doing? And I think this is important for all of us. So uh, we're going to open up the book of Ephesians this morning, and in the last half of Ephesians, Paul puts out some pretty pretty awesome commands for us uh, that, that you're familiar with. He says in chapter four, "I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called." He says, "Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor." Uh, be angry and do not sin. In chapter 5, walk in love as Christ loved us. Uh, later on, be filled with the Spirit. Chapter 6, one of my favorites, children, obey your parents. And then uh, at the end, he says, put on the whole armor of God. But that's the last half of Ephesians. In the first half, chapters 1 through 3, he lays out the truth. He lays out the why behind uh, behind the way we live. So, so we're going to look at chapter 1, just um, the first couple verses there. Um, and in this, in this section, verses 3 through 14, he lays out the spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ. Uh, and I'm going to read two of those in verses 3 through 5. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace." So this morning, just want to settle in on these two blessings, these spiritual blessings that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, and that 
he adopted us as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. And those are easy to read words, right? They, they, they're easy to go in and like, okay, what's next? Um, well, let's sit in that for, for just a moment. Uh, Eugene Peterson in the message paraphrases those two promises like this. He says, uh, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. So what does that mean to you? What is that what what goes on in your heart and your mind as you as you hear those verses? I'll, I think it'd be a great or, or time well spent today if you sat just for a few minutes and wrote out what what does it mean to me that I'm a I'm adopted, that I was chosen before the, the foundations were laid. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you what, what it means to me. First off, it means that I had nothing to do with this. I I he, he chose me before I was, before the foundations, right? I had, I couldn't earn it, as the song says. I don't deserve it. Um, still, he gave himself away. You, we got to stop trying to earn it, right? Um, my, uh, my wife and I adopted our son, Caleb, in 2012. And um, uh, he was two years old, and he had no clue what was going on. He had no idea of the, the, the case study, the family case study that was going on, no idea the fundraising we were doing or the plane tickets we were about, you know. He had no idea. And even if he did, he couldn't have done anything to, to earn this place in our family. And neither can we. Uh, it reminds me that, that this thing is eternal, um, this was his plan before time began. As Peterson says, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in, in his mind. Uh, his heart was for us before there was ever a human being on the planet. Uh, we are adopted into the Godhead and, and given the same rights as, as the Father's natural son, as Jesus that's remarkable. It's, it's the truest meaning of the term forever family. And then thirdly, he, he did this in love, right? It was in love that he predestined us for adoption. And, uh, you know, if, if you and I get in this place where we, where we wonder about his love, the, the place to look is at, at the cross, right? We look at the cross. That is the answer. If there's ever any doubt that he loves us, we, we look at what he did for us. So, so as we put all that together, for me, the, the, the core truth is that, that I am wanted. You know, he adopted me, he chose me, that, that you and I are wanted. Um, not because of what we can do, what we look like, uh, how many people follow us, what we can accomplish. He loves us, he wants us because he loves us. But the problem, my problem, is that we live like orphans, right? Um, we live like we're unwanted, as if we have to earn his approval. We have to strive. And, I, and, and the image that, that forever is imprinted on my mind is, is when we adopted Caleb, 
the first week we actually got him in the hotel room in Bangkok, he would stand there at the door uh, with his shoes in his hands, like banging on the door, crying. You know, he wanted to go back. He wanted to go back to that temporary, uncertain, you know, life. When here he had the, the family that was going to give him and love him everything, you know, what, not perfect, but everything that, that he needed. And so, so from that point on, since, we, we strive to remind him, you're safe. You're, you're, you're loved, and, and nothing's going to change that. So I think our, our biggest need uh, of all, just to, to wrap up, is to know that the Father, to know the Father, to know his love, to, to be where Jesus is in the family of God. And C.S. Lewis um, has this great quote in, in The Weight of Glory. He says, the, the inconsolable secret in every one of us, the secret that hurts so much the ache we all feel is nothing more than our longing to be reunited with something in the universe. We all now feel cut off, the, the longing to be on the inside of some door which we've all seen from the outside. This longing is no pathological fantasy. It's the truest index of our real situation, the sense that in this universe we are, we are estranged. And some chasm yawns between us and that reality. And the inconsolable secret of every soul is that the door we've all been knocking on will be open at last. And Jesus is that door. Jesus is that, that, that opening um, to meet the, that real ache in our hearts. Uh, so, but I think... You know, Paul understands that even this, even this understanding that we are chosen and adopted, we, we need God's help to, to, to understand that. And so he, he offers this prayer at the end of chapter 3, and I just want to close with this. Um, he says, according to the riches of, of your glory, um, God, would you grant us to be strengthened with power through your spirit, in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we, being rooted and grounded in love, would have strength to comprehend, to understand with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and that we would be filled with all the fullness of God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Father, to by your spirit to understand the great depth of your love that you chose us, that you want, wanted us and you want us now and you have adopted us. And so we say to you, who, you God, who are able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to you, O oh God, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Well, have a wonderful day living in light of this truth. I just love this devotion, the reminder of the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And I also love the reminder he gave to take our eyes off our tasks and see the why, why we're doing things. I know it's easy in ministry and parenting and life to just get on cruise control and to get complacent. So I think after Easter, it's good to be reminded through this devotion and to be challenged 
of the celebration of Resurrection Sunday and to live worthy of this calling that we have. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are His handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. We are to walk worthy in this calling that He's already given us. And, and like Greg, I can, I can relate. As an adoptive mom, I see our, adoptive, our adoption into God's family in a whole new way. We are heirs of a God, and we have received the spirit of adoption. We don't want to look back. Like he gave the example of his son, Caleb, looking back and wanting to go back. We do that so often, just like the Israelites did. They looked back to their days of Egypt with longing. The, the leeks and the onions and the things that they ate, they wanted that. They wanted that comfort. They wanted that food, even though they were in bondage. They forgot the bondage that they were under. And it didn't allow them to look into the redemption and the freedom that God was promising them. But we have the same freedom in Christ. I know Greg covered a lot of scripture, but I want to close with Romans 8, 12 through 17, as it echoes and challenges so much of what Greg shared. The scripture says, So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies together with our spirit so that we are God's children. And if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. I just love this challenge that Greg gave and then this challenge in Romans 8, that we are heirs. We are co-heirs with Christ. And so I pray that after Easter, you're reminded of this promise that we have and this hope that we have and so that it can help challenge your daily tasks, you know, from being just simply tasks, but to be a calling and to ask God, why? Why am I doing something? And to see it as a calling that He's given you. And also a reminder to be praying for OHOP. Operation Heal Our Patriots is taking applications for this summer. And prayerfully, 160 military couples will be enjoying and experiencing a week in Alaska this summer. So please be praying now for the couples that are applying. Pray for those that God is going to call to come, that He would be drawing their hearts to Himself right now and be preparing the staff for this summer and, and the sessions that will be coming up. So again, just be praying for Operation Heal Our Patriots. I hope that this devotion encouraged you today. May God bless you. Thanks again. Thanks again.